What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the podcast, episode 48 of Talking With Beauties. And on today's episode, we got Messi finally showing off his colors, wearing those black and pink threads. The NFL teams all around the league so far are showing off multiple alternate helmets and jerseys. And the MLB's best player might be moved at this year's trade deadline. But first, let's head into the world of soccer. So yes, we're going to start off with soccer today. So we're starting off in the USL. This is the league right under the MLS. They have no connection whatsoever to each other. Some MLS teams do have teams in the USL, but uh, there is no relegation system or anything until potentially very soon. They're set to, to vote on the adoption excuse me, of the relegation system, which is all over Europe and uh, pretty much everywhere besides the US, which pretty much means... Um, if you're the worst team in the top league, you move down to the second best league in um, in the kind of like nations, like the way it works. Usually the top three teams move down, top best teams of the league right underneath move up and swap in those places. So you're, there's no tanking. No one's trying to lose for a better draft position spot, which is pretty much how American teams or American sports are played. So this would be very different, but I honestly don't mind the change if that is to come for the USL. Maybe MLS would adapt that and be a part of the USL a little bit more closer. So we'll have to see what happens there. Gold Cup ended this weekend. Mexico ended up beating uh, Panama 1-0, goal coming in the 88th minute for the Mexicans. And they won their ninth title of the Gold Cup, which is the most of any nation. Uh, the U.S. is right behind them with seven. Jesus Ferreira, though, of course, I got to talk about the Americans. Um, he scored seven goals in this tournament, which tied Clinton Dempsey back in 2015 for most goals by a U.S. men's national team in this tournament. So great job by Ferreira. I think he had a great tournament. The U.S. did not play terribly. Um, you definitely tell this was their B squad. Ferreira dead, definitely stepped up. Um, I did not think the coaching was bad. That BJ did great job out there um, with the roster he gave gave himself. But overall, I think Mexico is definitely the best team in this nation and in, in this uh, area for uh, this Gold Cup. I thought Panama played very well against the Americans. Honestly, I didn't watch too much of this game, but what I did watch, I didn't think Panama played terrible. I thought there was a lot of bad fouls on their end. Uh, Mexico usually does drag out those fouls a lot. So that worked in their favor. But overall, Mexico was just the better team in this tournament. So uh, I'm not surprised to see Mexico and Panama in that final and Mexico winning 1-0. So congrats to uh, the Mexican Federation there. Al Nassar, uh, the club in Saudi Arabia that has uh, Cristiano Ronaldo, has been banned by FIFA from registering new players due to not paying add-on owns uh, to Leicester City as part of the Ahmed Musa deal. Uh, I don't know what this entails and how long it will um, continue on for uh, Al Nassar, but uh, as of right now, uh, not good news for that Saudi Arabian club and uh, Cristiano Ronaldo's potential new teammates. Jordi Alba will be the next signing for Inter-Miami in the MLS. This is huge news. Um, this past weekend, Lionel Messi just was announced um, officially by the club. Had a huge ceremony. Him and Sergio Busquets uh, showing off their new colors and, and those uh, pink and black uniforms. And now they, they announced that Jordi Alba will also be signing with Inter-Miami. This is just being a reunion of the Barcelona ex Barcelona players, which is very exciting for most fans, especially Barcelona fans who expected to see Messi come back um, and see that uh, 
Busquets was leaving, and so was uh, Alba. So now they have a new team to root for, and I really hope that uh, Jordy is able to come up with a or his agents able to come up with a really good deal and uh, get over to Miami as quick as possible. But other news out of Miami, they're also trying to sign Luis Suarez. Um, this guy is also a past Barcelona player, played with all three of those guys as well, definitely with the successful times in the uh, Barcelona era of soccer. So I would not be surprised if uh, they're able to get Suarez. The only bad thing is Suarez in his current club, uh, Jamil, hopefully I say that right, is um, uh, they cannot agree on a exit fee. So um, his club wants to pretty much say like you have to stay with this team or you can't play with another another team in 2023. That's the deal they want to do with. Um, Suarez doesn't want that. He's okay for coming back for about like 10 million or something like that with the fee or something something along the lines of those. Those are the numbers that are floating around. But unfortunately, both sides are not agreeing on anything. So if they can't agree with that, Suarez will not be coming to Miami. But if they can, hopefully Suarez is able to get over. And that would be an awesome lineup to watch into Miami. Pretty much a mini Barcelona team uh, playing in the MLS, which would be awesome. Women's World Cup starts tomorrow, very early tomorrow. I'll get you time for the very first game later as one. it's going to be one of the games to watch this weekend. Just a little spoiler nugget right there. But it does start tomorrow. Here are the top countries that are a favorite to win top five. So U.S. defending champs, back-to-back defending champs, looking to go for their third straight. They're number one in, in this, uh, this tournament as potentially going to go three straight Women's World Cup victories. Uh, Spain is number two on this list. I'm not really surprised. Spain's always been a tough team. The U.S. hasn't had too much trouble with them the last couple of years, but they have seen them and uh, have been able to get past them. So Spain should be a good one. England's always tough. I like England a lot. Uh, They seem to be always able to kind of keep up with the Americans. Um, Usually ended up being one goal short last couple of years. They have been. So uh, the U.S., Spain, England are the top three. Germany's also on this list. Germany's always usually a tough team when it comes to the men's and women's team, so I'm not surprised there. And Australia, one of the host countries, them and New Zealand are hosting this World Cup. Australia has fifth on this list. I think Australia could be a sneaky one. Uh, having that home field advantage pretty much definitely amps up teams more than anything. Uh, most of the time you see that those host countries do a lot better than they're expected to if it was anywhere else in the world. So Australia being one of those uh, better offensive teams uh, in this tournament, I I feel like that they're definitely going to be able to do well. And they are on this list as the top five, rounding out this list as top five uh, top countries to win the World Cup. One country that I did not see on this top five that I was expecting was Sweden. I always like to see Sweden. I mean, they're usually pretty good, good in the Olympics. They always seem to get into that knockout stage, usually uh, first or second round. Of those knockout stages usually come up against a team that's just heavily favored like France or um, Spain, U.S. So it, it was tough the last couple of years for Sweden, but uh, I think that they could actually make a run for it. So I, I expect them to be a sleeper pick as well. France also did not crack this list. They were having a couple injury problems there uh, defensively and midfield. So I would not be surprised if they have a little bit of a, of a slow start to this tournament, but Typically, the group stages are not very close, so I think France should be able to get out of their group stage and be able to find uh, pretty much breathing room up until the knockout stages, so they should be okay until the knockout stages, so we'll see what happens there. But yes, FIFA World Cup uh, starts tomorrow for the women's. 
And lastly, we got the League's Cup starting on Friday. And for those of you that do not know what the League's Cup is, it's a, a pretty much a tournament that includes the MLS and Liga Mexico, or Liga MX, which is in Mexico. So you got two leagues playing for a championship title. Uh, it's, uh, it's including groups A through O, which is 15 total groups, uh, and three teams each group. So a lot of teams in this tournament, um, a lot of quick playing uh, tournament style soccer uh, MLS will be on hold till August 20th because of this. So uh, if you're enjoying MLS soccer, you're going to definitely enjoy this, this tournament. It's going to be a lot of fun to watch. You're going to see MLS versus uh, Liga MX and MLS versus MLS and Liga MX versus Liga MX. So always good competition when you get the North American uh, leagues going up against each other. All right, let's head into baseball. So yes, this is the only pro sport of the core four going on right now. There are summer league NBA base or NBA basketball, excuse me, games going on, but I do not enjoy summer league. So I'm not going to talk about it. I'm not going to let you guys know about it. So let's get into the MLB talk. So MLB is going on right now. And Toronto has announced that they have a new ad on their uniform for the rest of the season. They started off the season with no ad. They now will have the TD patch on their bright green uh, block on their arm looks terrible will be on all four of the jerseys does not hide very well some of these ads have been hiding really well i think one that's big but hides pretty well happens to be san diego the motorola logo is colorized to their colors so it's kind of matches in in there somewhat but it is very big hard hard not to notice same with this one though td that bright green uh, hard not to notice so Unfortunate news for Blue Jay fans and, and Jersey collectors out there. Shane Bieber has been placed on the 15-day IL with a forearm issue. Luckily, he will not need surgery for this, and it's not Tommy John. So Bieber should be okay after the two weeks, but Cleveland did put him on the 15-day IL earlier or later last week. San Diego has DFA'd Rufned Odor. The guy just has not been hitting well, and he has been DFA'd. A lot of infielders in that San Diego lineup right now that seem to all be pretty healthy right now. So I'm not surprised that Odor got the, got the boot on this one. Bally Sports in Arizona were unable to agree on a three-year deal, meaning that all Arizona Diamondbacks games will be owned and broadcasted by the MLB. So uh, them and San Diego will be the only teams in the league that had had this happen to them, uh, meaning that they need that you will need a subscription to MLB TV for any Arizona Diamondbacks games, and there will be no blackout. So unless the game's prime time, like on FS1 or ESPN, these games will only be seen on MLB TV. I don't know what this means. I'm not a Padre fan or a Diamondback fan, so I don't watch. I don't have to worry about this. Um, have not looked too much into it besides that you have to have a separate subscription, then there are no blackouts. So uh, I don't know if this means that the MLB could do this for all teams where you have to gonna get you have to get a subscription and Bally Sports will be unable to get any of the any of the rights to them or root sports with with Seattle or NBC losing their, their thing with like Philadelphia or or San Francisco. I'm not sure if this could happen anytime soon, but it seems like MLB's okay with uh, broadcasting these guys and uh, having the, the rights to these games. So it could mean good news for for people that have been issue had had issues with blackouts. Luckily, I have not had these, this issue, um, but 
I know I know family members that do and are annoyed by not being able to watch their Angel games. So uh, we'll have to see what what happens when it comes down to the line. But yes, Arizona Diamondbacks have joined the Padres as the only teams to be uh, officially owned and broadcast through the MLB TV system. Moving on to more injured list news, Cedric Mullins in Baltimore. Uh, he's going to be placed on the 10-day IL with a right adductor groin strain. It's tough news for Baltimore. Um, Mullins has been just the head head guy in that center field position, doing really well this year. But some better news coming out of Baltimore. They won earlier today against the Los Angeles Dodgers, had an early start game for travel. And now that moves their impressive streak of 70 straight consecutive series without being swept. So, yes, the Dodgers did win this series. But Baltimore winning today moves that streak up to 70, which is very impressive and something you really don't recognize or realize unless you're a Baltimore Oriole fan. So I thought I would want to recognize the the Oriole franchise and definitely the Oriole fans out there um, for uh, getting to 30 straight series um, without being swept. Impressive. Last news out of the MLB is it's about Otani and the Angels. So the Angels are listening to offers for Shohei Otani. I've heard that they want at least two or more top 100 pro- ranked prospects for Otani. I would think that they would want um, some ready now players as well, whether that means those prospects are ready now or maybe some rotation guys or bullpen. So yeah, I think ready now players for for Otani is probably the best option for the Angels because they're not that far out of a wild card spot or the top of the AL West. The 48 and 48, which isn't great, but five games behind in the uh, wild, last wild card spot for the AL, I think it could happen. I think they could make playoffs, but they really got to make a push. They really got to get some bullpen pieces. They really got to get some starting rotation pieces that are really make fans confident in in what they're doing because it doesn't really seem like those are the kind of guys in the locker room right now that are going to get themselves to a playoff playoff spot mike trout's always injured otani's doing everything he can and yet he still does not have enough support so the angels need a lot for otani but as of right now i think that's probably the best solution besides seeing him walk for absolutely zero um the top landing spots for him though dodgers are one both new york teams are one the mariners orioles and the giants i don't think the giants will do it out of all these guys uh i think they don't have enough assets to me to see what the angels would want to get out of it uh but i think if he is going to sign it with a different team i think the giants could be a top spot because they love to spend that kind of money baltimore i think would definitely do this kind of thing they have the guys to trade over to to the angels which would make the angels happy but I don't see him signing them to a long-term deal, which I don't think Baltimore would want to uh, trade him for half a season and not get anything out of him in the end. So it it would be interesting to see who's going to get him if anybody does. But as of right now, I, of course, I hope that the Angels are able to find a way to keep him in uh, in Angel Red. All right, NHL. So. Uh, big news out of Arizona. They terminated Alex Galchenkov's contract, which he signed earlier this this month, uh, signed a one-year two-way contract with them. Galchenkov was arrested, though, on July 9th uh, for a number of charges, including private property hit and run, disorderly conduct, failure to obey, resisting arrest, and threatening or intimidating. So he was threatening to hurt one of the officer's family members and, quote, I will end your bloodline, one phone call, and you're dead, end quote. Uh, very strong words from Galchenkov. Uh, supposedly, the other officer that was with them said that there was po- there was uh, racial slurs being thrown out, so possible 
uh, that racial slurs were being used as well throughout this threatening process. Uh, not a funny manner, but it just, what are you doing? It's just, there's gotta be something else involved. No one just all of a sudden does all of this in one night. So I don't, this is all I know. Don't have any other information besides his contract is terminated with Arizona and the Coyotes do not want any part of that. So, uh, hopefully, uh, we get a little bit more information and, and, uh, Hopefully everybody is okay with uh, the officer situation there, though. Philadelphia will be buying out Tony D'Angelo's contract. They waited till the second buyout uh, for the arbitration for uh, Noah Cates. Uh, the buyout hit will be two years, $1.66 million uh, for D'Angelo. Nike has permanently ended its sponsorship with the Canadian hockey program for the men's side, uh, due mainly because of the sexual assault scandals that have been going around last couple of years with the the federation. So uh, Nike, who has really just been the main piece in making their jerseys, will not be part of that anymore. Uh, it sounds like may still be part of the women's side. Not too sure about that because it was specifically said men's. So I'm not too sure on how that will will impact their relationship but overall um nike is done making anything that has to do with canadian hockey stuff the calgary flames announced that they will retire mika kiprasov's number 34 into the raptors next season this guy was pretty much the only player that i knew when it came to hearing calgary and goalies uh, you got Aginla, of course, but growing up, it was Kiprasov. I mean, I know Kiprasov near, near the end of his career, of course, but he's the guy that really, I, when I think of Calgary goaltenders, I think of Mika Kiprasov. You guys might think of somebody else, but I really do think Mika. So I, I'm excited to see his number in the Raptors, um, and, and congrats to, to Kiprasov for sure. Dave Hextall and the Seattle Kraken have an agreed on an extension for him to be the head coach through the 2025-26 season. This last year was supposed to be his last year. Ended up getting that contract extension, which is definitely well-deserved. And I like Hextall at, uh, in Seattle big time right now. So good deal for, for both sides. And we got two signings. Gabe Velarde signs two years, $3.4375 million AAV with Winnipeg. And Tomas Nosek signs a one-year, $1 million with the Devils. All right, let's head to football. Yes, football, because right now we're going to talk about the CFL, which is the Canadian Football League. I don't know anything about the Canadian Football League, know very little teams, but saw this. The Edmonton Elks tied the longest home losing streak in all of the four big, uh, the big four men's national or North American uh, sports teams. Uh, they're at 20 straight losses at home. That That's amazing and and embarrassing and I, I just did not know how you I don't know how you lose 20 straight games there's got to be one game where you, you just get lucky but uh yes the Elks have lost 20 straight at home and uh that that's all our CF, CFL talk will probably be about um if they hit 21 we'll talk about that again but uh it's tough news to be an Elks fan it sounds like so so uh, hopefully they're able to fight find a, a win pretty soon here and not get to that 21 straight games uh, Tennessee University has avoided the bowl ban by the NCAA after they found over 200 violations. Uh, among the penalties handed out to the university, they will be banned from a, or placed on a five-year probation, excuse me, given an $8 million fine, reduced to 28 scholarships, credited for its 20 or 16 scholarship reduction over the past two seasons, and they will also have to abandon a number of games over the last three seasons. So tough news 
out of Tennessee and uh, their football program. I don't understand what they did, to be honest. Um, if I did, I would let you guys know. I, I'm not too sure what they did. Uh, but the NCAA found something they don't like. And the only bad thing is they didn't get any bull bands. And I don't know what you got to do to get a bull band. Sounds like 200 violations is a lot. And you would think that maybe a couple of years not being able to go to that New Year's Six Bulls or anything um, below that would be in play. But uh sounds like it's not. So Tennessee avoids the big bull band. Now let's head into the NFL now. DeAndre Hopkins is expected to sign with the Tennessee Titans. Um, there's a couple numbers floating around. Nothing has been official. So just expect the Hopkins uh, signing to be announced sometime this week, I would think. Many reports have Bill Belichick on the hot seat for this year. Um, if there is no improvements, definitely not going to – if they don't make playoffs, I definitely could see Bill Belichick um, getting fired. I don't think he will get fired. I think he will choose to leave on his own terms, but we'll have to see. But it would be very weird to see anybody else um, coaching that team for uh, the the New England Patriots. So as I mentioned at the top of the show, we got a lot of new jerseys coming out. So we're going to start off with Cleveland. Cleveland's coming out with a new helmet this upcoming year. It's going to be a white helmet with a black and orange stripe coming down the middle. Very similar to the, the helmets they have now, just inverse the colors of the white and the orange. Uh, this will be paired up with their throwback uniforms that will be worn on weeks 2, 6, and 17 this upcoming season. Minnesota gets new throwback uniforms. They're going back to their older purple uniforms with white numbers and the yellow stroke on the outside. And on the arms, it's going to be white, yellow, and purple striping underneath the, the numbers that are on the shoulder. And it will be only worn on week one. I'm kind of surprised it's only going to be worn on one week, but we'll see. Maybe they will, uh, they will add an extra game to it. But usually they have to announce those uniform dates uh, in advance. So it sounds like only week one we will be seeing these throwback uniforms for the Vikings. And the last uniform we saw announced earlier today, actually, were the Seattle Seahawks. They're bringing back the 1990s. They go with the bright blue jerseys with the white numbers, green and white striping on the collars, on the on the shoulders. You got the numbers underneath that. You got this old Seahawk logo with, with the striping behind it. Silver pants, silver helmet with that old school Seahawk logo on it with a blue face mask. I think this is the best look um, between them and Minnesota, but I really like that Cleveland one. I think Cleveland one's the best. They don't have a new uniform to go along with it, so I think it, it's kind of hard to compare the two. But between the two new throwback uniforms, I think the Seattle one looks very good, very clean, very bright and vibrant. So I'm excited to see when uh, they, they wear those on the field. The Tennessee Titans tees on Instagram earlier today as well, that they will be releasing a new black jersey this weekend. Uh, we do not know any information besides there was a blue jersey being um, laid down and black paint uh, going on top of it. So all we suspect is sometime this weekend, a new black uniform will be released by the Titans. I don't know if this means they'll go with new helmets. Kind of surprised they're not going with the Oilers theme if they were going to get new uniforms. But uh, I could see the Titans not getting a new helmet because you would think that would be also included in the teaser. So uh, expect a new uniform to be announced this weekend for the Titans. And lastly, you got Scott Van Pelt news. He's going to be hosting Monday Night Football pregame show on ESPN. Uh, after three weeks ago, Susie Colbert, 
who was the host of the show, was laid off along with a bunch of other people. So Scott Van Pelt will be hosting Monday Night Football, which I love Scott Van Pelt, so I love seeing um, him host Monday Night Football. So I think it's a good spot for him, and I think ESPN is definitely going to improve with uh, him having uh, some some more uh, airtime there. All right, let's get into the games to watch this weekend. So, yes, I mentioned at the top of the show, World Cup is starting tomorrow. So tomorrow's game is Australia versus Ireland to, to kick it off. Tomorrow at 3 a.m., unfortunately, over here for the States on Fox. Uh, Friday, though, United States versus Vietnam, 6 p.m. on Fox. So a little bit easier for all of us to watch. That is on Friday. MLB, you got the Orioles and the Rays battling for the top spot in the AL West this weekend. It's a three-game set. Would not be surprised to see this one come down to a rubber game between the two. But Baltimore is is on a roll, so I, I got Baltimore winning th- this series for sure after the Rays were swept in this past series. And we got soccer this weekend. MLS, as I said, is on a break till mid-August. So you got Leagues Cup going on on Friday at 5 p.m. You got Cruz Azul versus Inter Miami. The debut of Lionel Messi would not be surprised if he played uh, only half this game or so. Um, seeing him coming off the bench seems like that's the kind of thing everybody likes to do when you bring in a big signing like this. Uh, Galaxy did it with a lot of their players. So I would not be surprised to see Inter Miami start with a normal lineup, and then bring Messi off the bench sometime in the second half. But should be fun no matter what. He is definitely coming into that game Friday, 5 p.m., Cruz Azul and Inter Miami. Well, thanks, guys, for listening to this episode. I really appreciate it. Uh, Hopefully it was a shorter episode for you guys, little quick nuggets about everything around the world and what's going on in the world of sports. Uh, check out those those big games this weekend. A lot of soccer, a lot of big games out of the MLB. And uh, check out social media because M- NFL is coming out with a lot of new information and uh, everything you guys need to know when it comes to uniforms, signings. Uh, check those out for sure. Check out our Instagram and Twitter. Uh, we post whenever we make new episodes and little nuggets about those episodes and what's going to happen. So hopefully you guys check those out. Links are in the description down below. So I appreciate you guys listening to this one and we will see you guys later.